Welcome, everybody, to the Skill Development Playbook Podcast. I am your host, Coach TJ, Season 5, Episode number 24. Got another solo show for you today. I'm going to do something just a little bit different. Um, I typically give you tips on skill development and what you can do on the court and how to put together your plan and how to put together your training session. But we're going to take a different approach because I've been thinking about my skill development and what I do with my players and how I work with them and, and all these different things. And I got to thinking, I said, you know what? The relationships that I build with my players, I feel like play a huge part in me being able to help them and develop them. And I think that this is something that a lot of coaches overlook, especially when it comes to skill development. And this is something that, that you have to really understand and really put effort in. So we don't want kids just coming to the gym and working with them and, and then sending them home, collecting a check and sending them home if you're a private trainer. If you're on a staff at a at a high school or a college or, or at the professional level, then we have to build these relationships. So what I have for you today, I have uh, what we're going to talk about is the importance of player relationships to improve skill development. I have five tips for you that we're going to discuss and stay on after the show, and I will give you all my information on how you can contact me, um, give you information about my social media, uh, website, and um, also some new things that I have that's going to be coming up, okay? All right, so we're talking about player relationships. I'm sure a lot of coaches have heard the saying, um, a player doesn't care how much you know until they know how much you care, Right? We hear that a lot. First time I heard that, I believe it was um, it was an NBA coach uh, that said that, and uh, he mentioned that once. And I was and, and kind of I was like, huh, you know that makes that makes a that makes a lot of sense. That makes a whole lot of sense uh, when you hear that because you know a player wants to know how much you care about them. That they don't want you just to come in, collect a check, send them home, come back, collect a check, send them home. Uh, they want to know that you truly, truly care about them. So let's get into this. I'm going to try not to be very, very long with it today. So I have five quick tips. We're going to jump right in. Number one, build trust. Every player that I work with, I, I use this word trust a lot because they have to trust me. They have to trust the information that I'm giving them. They have to trust that I have their best interests at heart. And trust is something that's built over time. If I don't know a player at all, let's say they was referred to me from another client, then I have to build up that trust with them. Okay, so how is this done? How do you build trust with a player? Number one, uh, you got to be reliable. You have to be reliable. Can the player depend on you? That's what you should ask yourself. Can that player depend on me? Do you have their best interests at heart? So when it comes to being dependable, If you say you're going to do something, do you follow through? Okay. If you say, hey, let's meet next Wednesday at five o'clock. Are you going to be there at five o'clock? Are you going to show up? Are you going to be on time? If you say, hey, I'm going to make these phone calls for you, or I know someone that might can help you get a scholarship, or I know someone that might can help you uh, get that professional contract. Are you going to follow through? Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that you make the phone call and and their goal is going to come to pass. 
but just are you doing what you say that you're going to do? You know, so um, are you dependable? Um, If you do fall short, if you do fall short on something that you said that you would do, you just need to own up to it. Own up to it, apologize, and try to make it right. Okay, now, this is something that has to be done immediately. It has to be done immediately. So, if you tell a player, hey, oh yeah, I know a couple of coaches. I'm going to give them a call next week. Or I'm going to give them a call this week. And then when you come back, when we meet next week, I have some information for you. And they come back and the first thing they ask, hey, did you get a chance to talk to those coaches? Don't lie about it. Okay, don't don't lie about it. Uh, just, you know, tell them, you know, I made a mistake and I, I apologize. But just own up to it. Do it at that particular moment. But number one, we have to build trust. The player has to trust you that that you know what you're doing, that you're dependable and you're going to actually help them get from point A to point B because uh, you have their best interest at heart. All right, so number two, and this is this is really important also. All of these are important, but I will say to trust, they have to trust you, and that's probably the biggest thing. This one now these are no in particular order, but I feel like this is the second one is 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 a really important one also, and that's honesty. You have to be honest with the players. Now, you have to be honest with them on and off the court. So I feel like if a player trusts you, they'll start asking you questions about things basketball related and non-basketball and things that are not basketball related. So they might tell you some things that's going on with them at school. Well, how do I deal with this? Well, how do I deal with that? You, you got to be open and honest about it. You know, if they're in the wrong, tell them they're in the wrong. If, if they're right, let them know they're right. But we have to be honest about basketball wise. We got to be honest with the player about their skills and abilities. OK, we, we can't we can't mislead the players because our job as a as a skills coach is to identify the problem, offer a solution and then communicate what that plan is. So if we are misleading with that player, if we're, if we're telling this player, yeah, you're D1, D1, you're D1 but then they only have D3 and NAIA school offers, you know, we got to let them know, okay, you know, this is, this is what suits you best. Um, but we can't be misleading or telling them things that they want to hear. We need to tell them what they, we can't tell them things they want to hear. We have to tell them things they need to know. Okay. Can't tell them what they want to hear. We got to tell them what they need to hear. All right. So we have to be honest with them because I can tell you now, if if you're misleading, if you're telling even the little white lies, the quote unquote white lies or being blatantly dishonest, you can lose trust with that player. And, and now you're in a, you're in a really tough situation, especially if you're on staff, you're in a really tough situation. We're trying to get that player to buy into what you're, telling them because they can't trust you. Okay. All right. So we're talking about the importance of player relationships to improve skill development. And again, I got five tips for you. Number one is build trust. Number two is honesty. Number three 
this is something a lot of coaches, it seems like they don't really spend time doing this, and this doesn't make any sense to me at all, but get to know players off the court. All right? We all were athletes. Most of us were athletes at some point. Get to know the player off the court. Um, you know, know their parents' name. Know if they got siblings. Do they have a boyfriend? Do they have a girlfriend? What are some of their other interests? Do they play other sports or played other sports? What are their hobbies? You know, you might have a, um, let's say you have a player that you have a tough relationship with, you know, because not every coach and player is going to hit it off. But let's say, you know, y'all have a tough relationship. Come to find out that player is in the comic books. And as a coach, you might be huge in the comic books. Now you have a common interest that you could talk about that could break the ice and hopefully he can he or she can build some trust with you. Or what if they love certain types of movies? Or what if they love to, to paint and, and you used to paint and now you got something common, something in common that you can talk about outside of basketball that can build help build a relationship, which is improve your own basket on court uh, relationship. So what are their dreams? What are their goals, ambitions? And, and it doesn't have to be basketball related. If you're in college, if you're at a if you're coaching at the college level, majority of the players that you're going to coach are not going to go to the pros. They're not going to go to the NBA. So they are working towards a career that doesn't involve basketball. So what are their dreams? You know, what is it they want to do? I'll coach you. Know, I want to be a, you know, I want to be a math teacher. Oh, okay. Well, you know, talk to them about that. Talk to them, you know, about some of the things that they want to do, whether it's, you know, teaching or being a doctor or or, or being a policeman or, or being a fireman or, or being whatever it is that they're wanting to do, try to figure out who they are as a person. Okay, we have to learn to talk with them about things other than basketball. This shows that you care about them as a person and not just as a basketball player. Okay, because a lot of times players go to school for four years at the college level. And then once they leave that college, they never talk to their coach again. Never talk to them. Some will have some of a relationship. Some may not have a relationship at all. And I, and I get it. I understand. I know if you're a college coach, you're not going to be able to have a relationship with every single player that you coach, especially if you've coached 20, 30 years. Same thing at the high school, junior high, middle school level. I mean, all that. I, I get that. I get that. But during that time, everybody has a season. During your season with this player, are you doing everything that you can to build that relationship to where you are trying to get to know that player? Because I will tell you this, a lot of things, a lot of times, stuff that goes on with a player off the court will affect what goes on on the court. It takes a very special person to walk into that gym and onto that basketball court and leave everything outside the doors if they're struggling with something and then be able to really focus on basketball. It's not many players like that. So typically they bring that baggage with them. So if a player is having trouble at home, they typically can bring that on the basketball court. If they're struggling in school, they could bring that on the basketball court. If they're having problems with a boyfriend or girlfriend, they can bring that on the basketball court. So we want to try to get to know players, you know, and, and you don't have to know everything about them, but 
you know, know, know something about them. Uh, and I feel like this really helped a relationship and it will be able to help you with your, with your skill development. Because again, it goes all the way back to that trust factor. They have to be able to trust you. And if you're honest with them and if you get to know them off the court, some of the things that they like to do other than basketball, you can really build that trust. And if you build that trust, now they have that buy-in. Okay. All right. Number four, communicate a plan. Okay. Communicate a plan. Now, when I'm working with a player for the first time and I've never seen them play, I put them through a series of drills that allow me to um, get an assessment of their abilities. How do they handle the ball in the stationary position? How do they handle with their left versus their right? How can they handle the ball on the move? How can they catch? Can they pass? How's their footwork? Um, you know, do they understand, you know, footwork off either foot up, footwork off either as a, a foot as either pivot foot. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so they got to be able to understand those things. How's their shot? How's their form? How's their balance? How's their basketball IQ? Because I typically ask a lot of questions. So I try to figure out as much as I can. Now, once I'm done with that, then what we do is I sit, I tell them what I feel like they need to work on. Okay, you need to work on your left hand, you need to work on your footwork, and you need to work on your your, your shooting. So I give them those three things. And I say, these are the three things that we're going to really focus on. Now, we're going to do some other things too, but those, those are the three things we're going to key in on. And this is how we're going to do that. We're going to meet one day a week, you know, unless, you know, a parent tells me, hey, I've been thinking about bringing my kid two or three times a week or whatever. I want you to, we're going to come one day a week. We're going to meet for an hour. Um, this is the type of drills we're going to be doing. I'm going to give you some stuff to do at home. If you do the things I tell you to do at home, in addition to coming here, your your learning curve will not be as steep. Okay. It'll be a shorter learning curve. And then we can move on to some other things, but we got to build a solid foundation. So now what I just done is I've told that player uh, their strengths, their weaknesses, what they need to improve, how they need to improve it, what we're going to do. I just gave them a mini version of a plan. So now they that's building some trust because I got to have this player trust me so I can help them get to where they need to go. So we got to communicate. Um, got to communicate openly about their about their development, where they are, where they're going, and how you will help them. Not how you're going to get them there, but how you will help them get there. Okay? All right. So we're talking about the importance of player relationships to improve skill development. Um, I'm giving you five tips. Number one is build trust. Number two is honesty. Number three is get to know the players off the basketball court. Number four, you got to communicate a plan. And number five, this drives me crazy when I see this. Number five, it's not about you. It's about them. And let me say that one more time. It's not about you. It's about them. It's about the player, not the coach, not the hired skills coach. Um, you can't have any hidden agendas. No hidden agendas. Self-promotion. Now, I get it. If you're a, if you're a hired skills trainer like myself, Okay, a lot of people want to see videos of what you do and who you work with. I get that. But self-promotion can be a bad thing if it's done 
incorrectly or if it's not done the right way. Okay. If you make it about you, some trainers love to drop names. And I'm talking about no name trainers all the way up to some of the biggest trainers in the world. Okay. They love to drop names. Oh, I've worked with this player, this player, this player, this player. I'm this player's trainer. I'm this player's trainer. I'm this player's trainer. But then if you, the since I'm in that circle, I see a lot of different things. And a majority of the NBA players that I see, they train with different people. If they're out in L.A. during the summer, they got a trainer. If they go to Miami and vacation, they got a trainer. If they're at home in their hometown, they got a trainer. If they're at their uh, uh, NBA city, they got a trainer. You know, if they're in New York, they got someone they can call. So everybody, a lot of time with NBA guys, they have several different people that they work with. Okay? Uh, And I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes players don't even care who you work with. They don't care who you train. They want to know what can you do for them, right? And that's how it should be. It should, it should be selfish time. You know, if I'm a high school kid or a junior high kid or even a college kid, and I come to you and you tell me, oh, I've, I've trained this player, this player, this player. I trained this NBA player and that NBA player. I'm like, okay, cool, but what you going to do for me? How are you going to make me better? You know, and that's the thing parents need to understand, There are some trainers, I'm not saying all, but there are some that can go out and work with the high-level players. Um, And and I'm trying to be careful when I say it because I'm not going to say that there are some that don't teach. They do more of workouts. So they're not doing a lot of training. They do more workouts, which is cool. That's their lane. That's that's what they do. They're getting a high-level player. They'll do some some stationary ball handling with them, maybe some ball handling on the move, and then they just put them through a hard workout where they're getting up a lot of shots. Then you have some that is going to work with some work with some players, and they're going to teach them how to come off the pick and roll, what reads on a finish, um, you know, how to finish, you know, with the defender attached to their hip. How to finish at the rim with a big, you know, contesting your shot. You know, they're going to work on how to get separation off a pump fake to get off for three. All these different things that they, that they could do. Um, so you got these different different types of trainers. So, but if, if you're going to a work with a trainer, even if you're impressed by the number of players they train, it comes down to what are you going to do for my kid? I see what you did for them. I see that. I saw that. That's cool. But that's not my kid. This is my kid. My kid is in 10th grade, and he's an average athlete, average ball handler, average shooter. Are you going to teach him certain skills, or are you just going to run him through a bunch of drills? Because there are some players that can run through a bunch of drills, and then there are those that need that teaching. And as a parent, you have to know, what exactly it is that you need for your kid. Or if you're in high school and you are struggling with your shot, but the person that you're working with is not teaching you or taking time to break down your shot, all the thing they're doing is running you through a bunch of drills, that's not necessarily going to get your shot better. Okay? So 
Anyway, I gotta get out, kind of got off on the tangent, but it's not about you; it's about them. And I know you got to do self promotion if you're a, if you're a hired trainer. You got to let people know that you're working with other people, working with with players, and and these are the different things that you offer. I get that. Uh, I I battle with that in my mind all the time because I'm I'm typically in the gym every day except Wednesday. So six days out of the week, I'm in the gym. So I could have a lot of content of recording players, of different players, and promote about, oh, this player drove an hour. This player comes from 30 minutes away. This player came from 45 minutes away. I remember in the past, I had someone come from like two and a half hours away to train with me. And I could do all that. I just, me personally, I don't do that. Um, I feel weird about it. But but anyway, um, but players can sense if you're doing it for the wrong reason, okay? Or if you're trying to make it about you especially at the high level. So if you're working with, you know, some division, high level division one players, and it's just about you because you got a camera crew in there and you got four or five people, you know, they, they play, people are not stupid. People know like, okay, he trying to promote, you know, I work with him and I work with her and it's my first time working with them. So you got to be real careful. Let them know it is about them and not about, about you. So that might be, a high-level player coming in, they come in the gym, and it's just you, a couple of basketballs, and a goal. There's no camera crew. There's no social media director. There, there's no four or five other trainers that's in the gym that's just rebounders. And, you know, sometimes it's just, man, it's just me and you. We're going to take it. We're going to do it old school. Just me and you. Just a couple of basketballs and you. Okay, so you got to know, you got to got to understand that. So that's all I have. Uh, The importance of player relationships to improve skill development. And in order to do that, I gave you five tips. Number one, you got to build, you got to build trust. Players have to be able to trust you. You got to be reliable. You got to be dependable. Um, You got to do what you say that you're going to do. Number two is honesty. You got to be honest about player skills, about their abilities, um, you got to be honest about things with them on and off the court. If you're not honest, if you tell even small white lies, they can affect the trust. If that affects your trust, players don't buy in. And then you're having to having a really hard problem, hard time trying to get the players to 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 do the things that you need them to do. Uh, number three, get to know the players off the court. What are they interests? What do they like? You know, who they hang around? Who's who's their boyfriend? Who's their girlfriend? What's their parents name? Do they have? Brothers and sisters, how old are their brothers and sisters? Are they younger? Are they older? Do they play sports? Just getting to know something about them other than basketball. Number four, you got to communicate a plan. Where are they? Where are they in their skills? Where are you trying to take them? How are you going to get them there? You know, um, and as I say, not necessarily how you are going to get them there, get them there, but how are you going to help them get themselves there? Uh, so that's really important. And number five, it's not about you. It's about them. I know we got to self-promote if you're a business. Uh, and if you're on staff, you know, you could be promoting the the team skill development concept. But it shouldn't be about just one person. Because here's something else I want to add to that. When I say it's not about you, it's about them. There's not going to be, I don't see how there's going to be any player that can say, I only have one coach. So I have a daughter that's nine that plays basketball. And she's already had 
to including me, two, three, four, five, like six different coaches, just in her little bit of basketball that she's played. She played in a league, in a little league. Did uh, she for three years? She's had three different coaches. Um, I've coached her. She's had a um, and two other coaches, two two other coaches that I know. So she's had six different coaches, six different voices. So I can't ever say that I did everything myself. You can't. Every player is going to have different coaches throughout their throughout their life. So it's not always about one person. One person might have contributed a little bit more than than others. But it's always going to be several coaches that contributed to a player's success. No one coach can take all the credit for it. Okay. And if a player does give a particular player a shout out or credit, you know, hey, it is what it is. Um, But at the end of the day, it's not about me. It's about them. Okay. All right, so that is it for today. Let me give y'all my contact information before I let you go. On social media, I am available. I am actually on Twitter and Instagram. My handle is at NBNBball. Also on Facebook, check out my my business page, Nothing But Net Basketball. Um, I have been doing some Facebook Lives, some workouts for players every Saturday at 1.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. This Saturday, I'm going to do some shooting. We're going to talk about shooting and, and what to concentrate on with your shot. We're going to build the shot from, from, your, from the base up. We're going to do some shooting drills. So I think it's going to be good for players. And, and they last about 30, 40 minutes. So it's not real long. It's short and sweet. It's to the point. Um, I know there's a lot of live Instagram lives and Facebook lives and Zooms and stuff like that of, of players doing training. But a lot of them that I have seen people talk about have been just ball handling drills. And I, I enjoy the teaching aspect. So I try to teach something. Like last week, we talked about triple threat being effective off the pivot. The week before, we talked about being effective off the catch, being able to make a quick move, quick read off the catch. Um, we've talked about, um, you know, changing speeds and changing direction. So it's always something that I try to teach. Um on my website, you can check out my website, tjonesfirm.com. That's the letter T, J-O-N-E-S-F-I-R-M.com. Uh, be sure to check out my website. If you need to contact me, if you have any questions about skill development at all, shoot me an email at info at tjonesfirm.com. My book, I have a skill development playbook uh, book that, that is really, really, I feel like it's really good. I've got some great feedback from some different coaches talks about skill development, uh, some things that you need to know. It's not a drill book, but just some really good information that you need to know and understand. The PDF version is available on my website at $3.95. The paperback is available for $9.99. It's also available on Amazon. If you go to Amazon and you type in skill development playbook, the book will pop up. But if you want to purchase it directly from me, it's tjonesfirm.com forward slash SDP hyphen book. And all the information and and testimonials and and stuff will come up um, right there. Also, any parent or players that may be listening, I do a virtual training uh, offering now. This is where I can help you or assist you with putting together a plan, a skill development plan 
so we can help you continue to move forward towards your goals. Now, if you're working with a trainer, this has nothing to do with them. I mean, in a in a good way, not in a bad, not saying that in a bad way, but it don't it won't interfere in anything that you're doing with with your trainer. I'm trying to help players understand what they need to do by themselves at home or when they go to the gym. So I know a lot of kids participate in group training, which is great, um, but you may not get some one-on-one type attention. So if you go to group training two days a week, players may not know what to do the other five days out of the week. So we get together, we put together a plan. Um, I have three different levels of packages. I have one where we just hop on a Zoom call, um, you tell me your goals, you fill out an assessment, we talk about your goals, and I help you put together your your plan. Then I have another option where I will put the plan together for you and give it to you, and then you get monthly, you get support throughout the month, helping you be accountable, checking in with you, making sure everything is going well. And then the last tier, which is the the, the most comprehensive um, you do the assessment, I write the plan up, I send it to you, I give you some drills, I give you some workouts, all customized to what you need to be able to do. And also we have it set up to where you can send me video clips. So let's say I tell you, okay, we got to work on your shooting. We got to work on your ball handling, whatever, your footwork. What you can do is you can send me one minute video clips of you doing certain skills or certain drills. And uh, I would take that video clip, import it into some software that I use, and send you back feedback on how you did and what you need to improve and what you need to do. And uh, it's 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 really a great, great concept, great idea, great thing uh, for any players out there that's interested. So if you're a coach and you have players that's looking for something like that, please let them know. Uh, be sure to check out my website, tjonesfirm.com forward slash virtual hyphen training. That's tjonesfirm.com forward slash virtual hyphen training. And then the information on there is, is uh, comes up, uh, give you some highlights on, uh, you know, about the program, some questions you should answer, and then the three different coaching options, which is rookie, starter, and Hall of Fame. All right. That is it. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Be sure to let people know that you're listening to the show. I'm trying to get the word out to as many people as possible. Also, I'd appreciate a uh, five-star rating if you're on Apple, Google, Stitcher, wherever there's a rating. And um, it's available on all podcast platforms. So y'all make sure that y'all are subscribing. Subscribe, 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 and share this with as many people as possible. All right, so that is it. I appreciate y'all. I will see y'all next week. Thank y'all. God bless.